Hello, everyone, and welcome to Base Babe Syndicate. I'm Chloe Chloe. And I'm the Princess Raver, and we are back at you all with a very exciting episode today, along with some life updates. So, Chloe, what have you been up to recently? Yeah, so, I don't know, life's been pretty, since graduating school, I got a full-time job, and that's been keeping me very busy. Um... I really enjoy it. I work as a domestic violence advocate. Um, it's very empowering and really awesome, but it is exhausting. And because of that, I haven't had as much time to create, do hoop stuff, relax, but I'm enjoying it. And I would say that my most recent exciting life update is that as of yesterday from the day that we're recording this, not the day you guys will be hearing it, but I had my first official day working as a professional fire performer. I oh work- my God. So, so exciting. exciting. Chloe and I haven't talked about this like outside recording yet. I haven't heard how, how it went yet. So I'm really excited to hear about all the details. It was really fun. Um, it was at a big haunted attraction in the area that I live at. Um, it's a place that I've visited in the past that I always thought was really cool. And honestly, since I was little, I've always wanted to work at one of those places. Uh, Steph knows and everybody who knows me knows that I just love everything spooky. I love it. And this place is amazing. And I always wanted to work at one, but I never had the right opportunity with like school and not living at home. And since I'm living at home this year and I don't have after work work to do, I figured this is the perfect time. So I auditioned and now I'm doing the acting and the fire performing. And yesterday was my first day and it was really fun. And you know, sometimes when you go places and everyone knows each other, you kind of feel like, oh, I'm alone and this is awkward. But it really wasn't like that at all. Everybody was so nice, very accepting and welcoming. And I already made like a bunch of friends. So that's going to be nice going into the actual fall season and being able to go there with people that I know now and are my pals. So it was really fun. That's so cool. What do you think your younger self would have thought if she saw you fire performing like do you think that was ever something you could have imagined you'd be doing at this age already no it wasn't even something that I knew about but then of course once you start flow arts and you see everybody doing it that's been a goal that I started working towards since I've started hooping and I honestly think if my younger self saw me that she would say that's a cool ass girl right there so that makes me yeah. proud yeah that was like my way of like I was just like I'm just so proud of you. <laughs> oh, thank you. I will say though, I had, I was like, like, honestly, I was feeling, I started getting overwhelmed a little bit in the middle of it just because it was my first fire performance. And like, to be fair, I brought a bunch of props, LED stuff, all that kind of stuff. And I did a few fire sets and they were good. And then I did one and I've never had an issue with my palm torches and something like went wrong. I don't really know what it was, but my it kind of like caught on fire a little bit. I think the gas like dripped down onto it and it started catching on fire towards the bottom and it got my finger. And so I had to like put it on the ground and like had the um, person working there who was spotting me, who was very kind, he put it out for me and I did burn my finger a little bit. And then for the rest of the night, like they just wanted me to do LED stuff because they were concerned that I hurt my finger. And I totally get that, but I was just so embarrassed. I was like, this is my first day and I really wanted to do a good job. And I just started feeling so overwhelmed, but then... 
I just like stepped back. I was like, it's fine. Like, it's not a big deal to anyone but you. So just like keep doing it. And so I did all my LED stuff and it was good with that, but it was an embarrassing experience for me for a little bit. Yeah. My first thought was that exactly. It's only concern in your head. I'm sure from everyone else's perspective, they were just concerned and just wanted to make sure you didn't like hurt yourself again, even if it was just like a little finger burn nothing to be embarrassed about and you had so many other props so like it's not like there was any lack of entertainment or anything I know it was just like in my head I was like oh I was so I was like oh I just wanted to kill it and I did for the first two sets that I did and then that one it was just a mishap and I was like oh first day it had to happen on the first day what was the setup like in terms of you versus the audience so it was interesting because usually, you know how like haunted attractions or just walkthroughs and stuff. Yeah. This was like a camp out event. So people would set up tents in the courtyards and they had stations they would go to and stuff. And the courtyards are, so there's a bunch of like catwalk walkways outside. And then the courtyards are kind of on the sides of that. So people would be in the courtyards and I would be up on the catwalk doing fire. So people from both sides could like look up onto the catwalk and see you. That's so cool. Yeah, it was cool. But yeah, that's my big life update. How about you? Tell me things. So I just hit 400 subscribers on YouTube. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Congrats. I'm really excited. Although I've been having some issues. I told you the other day, I was trying to upload my Base Canyon vlog. And like it won't update the quality. And it keeps saying for this is like the third day that it's like processing. the hot. It, it like did the standard definition. It's still processing like the HD. So I tried to upload it again yesterday, and it's still doing that again. So I re-exported it yesterday, which also, it just takes a couple hours because it's such a huge file. And I re-exported it with, like, lower settings. And I'm hoping that, like, instead of 4K, I just did, like, an easier thing for the computer to process. I'm hope, hopeful that it will get up today. Yeah, I hope so, too. But yeah, that's, that's the so other big thing is I just got back from Base Canyon. Yes. So that's actually what inspired our inspiration for today's episode. We're going to be chatting all about things that we wish we knew before going to music festivals. You've been all around the country recently, going to all the fests. Yeah, I overcompensated a little bit. And honestly, the number one thing I've learned is I will never do that again. <laughs> Honestly, you had to do it. You had to get your groove back. And I am jealous, but Lost Lands is so close. And we're going to be there together. And it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. Okay, so back to our main topic. Things that we wish we knew before we went to festivals. And things that we are still learning every time we go to another festival. Mm -hmm. So I'll start with the first thing I realized. Um, Base Base Canyon was my first festival out of state that I had to fly to rather than driving that required camping. So it was my first time like trying to pack for a camping festival that I'm flying to. So I did not want to pay for a carry-on. So like I just planned to take like my personal item and like a suitcase that fits like on the aircraft, you know, and I'm taking the bus over from like my apartment to the airport and I'm just thinking, oh, I hope like my tent counts. I had my tent bag as like my quote personal item. I was like, I hope it's not too big. Like it's that like allowed. And I was looking at the dimensions and I was like, I think it's fine. But then I was just like, is a tent like, okay. I don't know. Just like a weird item to bring. 
So I Googled, like, can a tent be your carry-on item? And I realized that you can't have a tent because it's tent poles are considered weapons. So I had to check the bag anyway, which is just, like, annoying because the only thing I had to check was, like, these tent poles. So, like, had I known that ahead of time that I was going to have to check a bag anyway, I could have taken a whole other bag with me. Yeah, I do. I guess I understand why they're considered weapons, but still like okay <laughs> so like i had like my suitcase and then my, literally just like my tent bag so i took the poles out of the tent bag and put them in my suitcase and i checked the suitcase and took like the tent tarp and all that with me on the plane but i'm really glad i figured that out literally right when i got in because had i went through security they would have confiscated my poles and i wouldn't have had time to like go back to check a bag and go back to security and like make the flight and then i like wouldn't have had <laughs> yeah that would have been oh my gosh that would have been stressful it's stressful enough i imagine flying for a festival anyway because you're so limited in the things you can bring yeah and i was just thinking about how when we went to Oki, our car was like packed to the brim with stuff Literally. and you really can't do that when you're flying and luckily i had friends there so i really didn't need to bring much camping stuff i literally just had my tent and they had everything else but if i didn't have them i think it'd be really really difficult to like pack for a whole campsite yeah i mean if you're not meeting people there i'm not sure what you can do about it unless you buy all the camping stuff there which would just be so expensive and how do you bring it home exactly yeah just difficult one other thing in particular to base canyon that maybe other people wish they knew was that the line to get in was going to take an insane duration of time to get into camping that is historically been an experience at a lot of festivals. yeah and we got there Thursday night. Music starts Friday, the pre-party's Thursday. And so many people missed the pre-party that they extended the pre-party. And if people, some people didn't even get to make it into the pre-party, so they're refunding them. So that's just annoying, I'm sure, to expect to be going like a pre-party when you're sitting there for hours. But we, I, my friends have been up from the airport, and by the time we got there, it was around 1 a.m., and we still had to wait three hours to get into our campsite. And when we were pulled in waiting, the car next to us was a group of girls, and they said they had been already wait. And they said they had already been waiting six hours to get to the point that we got to just driving in later at a later time since we got there at one a.m. So I cannot imagine waiting six plus hours, eight hours. I would be so antsy and angry. I'd be so miserable. Yeah, I would be miserable too. And that's making me a little bit nervous for Lost Lands because I'm supposed to go to the pre-party um, and I'm hoping maybe since they had that experience, they'll work to figure something out that works a little bit better. Yeah. I remember- I don't even know um, why, like how, I don't understand, I still understand how that happens. I'm not sure if it's like the system or if it's just because there's so many people showing up at one time. I've been lucky for multiple festivals that the car that I've been camping with hasn't actually had to- be the one driving in through security but i remember um i think it was at camp bisco we were in line for a really long time so long in like a standstill line that people were just getting out of their cars like sitting on top of the cars and hanging out because we weren't moving we weren't going anywhere yeah how about you is there anything in regard to any particular festival that you wish you knew before you had went to it i wouldn't necessarily say any like one thing worked better at a specific festival than another. I mean, of course, it depends on, like, where you're going and the environment. For something like 
lost lands you're gonna want tissues because it's dust everywhere and oh my gosh i thought you were gonna say because like you're sat i was like wait what because <laughs> you're sat no because it's just straight dust that you're inhaling for three days um but other than that i would say a general thing that i found is that the scheduling apps for the festival because there's usually apps for each festival mm-hmm. those scheduling apps are like your best friend for the weekend you can That's see such a good point you can see the times of all the sets, who's playing, where they're playing. You can look at the events that are happening, if they're having like things like yoga or meditation sessions or just fun stuff like that. Um, it just helps kind of keep everything in one place when you're kind of all over the place. So that's always nice to have. I love that the apps usually will let you click the artist that you want to see. And then there's a general schedule and then there's a tab or a page for your scheduled artists you want to see. So it's like your personalized schedule that you can see on your phone screen, which is very nice and convenient. Yeah, that is nice. Cause you can like, I don't know, I guess like add like heart something or add it to favorites and it'll automatically put it on your schedule for you to look at. Yeah. And one thing with that, I don't think a lot of people do this, but I remember at Lost Lands, I printed out the schedule. I personally like doing that. I like doing that for festivals. Like if you want to have your phone off, like not keep like if it's a long festival wasting your battery or like keep turning it on and having to grab it um like if you have it zipped in your hydration pack or something it's nice to just have like a little paper schedule you can pull out of your pocket yeah you do bring those that is a good idea i just know myself and i know that i would never look at it <laughs> or i would be pulling it out of my bag every three seconds because it's either one or the other and nowhere in between yeah maybe i think it's just a me thing maybe i'm sure it works for some other people but i, I do like to having like a paper copy you annotate your paper copies with, like highlighters <laughs> um, and stuff no but that's a good idea steph's gonna and show I up to like lost lands <laughs> steph's gonna show up to lost lands with a color highlighter coordinated <laughs> printed out paper schedule one for like every single one of us i'll be like okay guys here's the deal <laughs> be like purple for you dinosaur stickers on it <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've had this set of dinosaur flashcards I got at Target over a year ago that I wanted to bring to Lost Lands. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. You should write notes for people. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking of, like, giving them to people, but I didn't know, like, what, how. Because I'm not just going to give them a flashcard. I mean, I could. That's cute, writing notes on them. Yeah, I like that. I like that, too. And then you could even put on some of them, like, a nice message and then say, pass it on and, like, let them pass it to somebody else, And everyone can sign it. Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. Good idea. Yeah. That'll be cute. I'm excited to see that. Um, one thing I wish I knew years ago from the very start of raving was to wear earplugs. I do my best to wear them now, and I'm trying to be a lot more conscientious of that from this point forward because we've definitely exposed ourselves to damaging levels of audio. So the best you can do is wear earplugs, and I really wish I knew that from the start. Yeah, I mean, even in the back, especially at big festivals, it's it's so loud, and I definitely can't hear anything anymore. I, <laughs> I'm very much like, what? What did you say? What? Yeah. And that's from multiple years of just not wearing them, not even thinking about it. And then once I started, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing because you can still hear everything, but you're not blowing your eardrums out in the process. Exactly. I feel like I learned a lot at Base Canyon this weekend. One thing I learned is that it's so important and valuable to bring comfortable clothes for at nighttime. Don't worry about your outfit at night. You can't even see it. Like, wear your cute outfit during the day and then have comfortable clothes and, like, a blanket you can sit on at nighttime because it always gets cold. And I feel like your first thought is always having enough blankets 
to sleep, but you can't forget to about being warm at like the late night stages. Yeah, that is important because if you're cold, you're just going to be like cranky or you're going to be like in the crowd and it's just going to be sweaty. So you don't really get it in, in, in between. Yeah. So I remember Snapchatting you. There was a high wind advisory at Base Canyon. So at the main stage, which like overlooks the gorge, um, Boogie T was on. And then he just stopped his music and was like, everyone has to evacuate the pit. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going too hard in the pit. That was not the case. <laughs> Um, that would be a better option. Like, you guys are going too hard. You got to get out of here. <laughs> got to evacuate. Um, I feel like that'd be a fun sample. Like, police sirens and somebody like evacuate the pit, going too far, oh. something like that. I heard, I've been hearing, um, I don't know what the song is called. I think it's an Atlians, ATLian song. Mm-hmm. And at the drop, it says, find shelter immediately. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah that one. Oh, that would have been hilarious if they like played that song. Everybody yeah, I think thought it was literally about, like, huge speakers blowing over and hitting the people like in the pit. And then we were waiting there, waiting there, and it was so cold. I literally was like this, and everyone was giving me like their pashminas and blankets, and I was just like rocking. It was so cold. And then um, we went back to our campsite, which it brings me to my second point. Um, know if your festival allows re-entry. And I don't feel like this is a concern at most festivals. But I know Base Canyon does not allow re-entry, and they they, they allowed it because the wind was so cold for so long. They weren't able to play music that they were like, okay, we're allowing re-entry. People want to go back to their campsites. But um, normally they don't allow re-entry. And I know this because a friend I was with said that last year one of their friends left the festival in, like, early afternoon like 4 or 5 p.m. to go back to their campsite for whatever reason, whether it's like grabbing a sweatshirt, grabbing a snack or something. <laughs> and he came back and they wouldn't let him back in. And like it was 5 p.m. on like this huge festival, like none of the huge headliners had gone on yet. And like he wasn't allowed back in the festival. <laughs> I would have been so salty. <laughs> Can you imagine just like getting back? You bring some candy, you got a sweatshirt, you're ready to go back in. And we're like, sorry, dude. <laughs> That's so, that would be so disappointing, that poor guy. (laughs) So just make sure you keep that in mind with all festivals you go to. um, Make sure you check on that in case that is the case. That's a good point. I don't think that's something I've ever checked on for a camp. Yeah, I've never even thought of that, which is why I don't think it's like a huge concern for many festivals. But if it's a concern for Base Canyon and I didn't know that, I'd be very concerned or upset if that were to happen to me. I agree. So another thing that's I think is pretty important and that a lot of people at festivals may not realize is that the medical tent is your friend. If, if you need it, if somebody you're with needs it, if you see a stranger who needs it, you know, for whatever reason it may be. Some people are scared to go there because they think they're going to get in trouble. But the people at the medical tent are not there to get anyone in trouble. They're there to help people who are in trouble and to be there to pr- keep them safe and, and healthy. So... If you are at a festival or you see somebody who needs to go to the tent and you or them are worried about some kind of trouble that you may get into or something like that, don't worry about that because that is your health and your safety is more important. And that's not what they're there for to get anyone in trouble. So I just think that's important that people know that going in because there's a lot of people who put themselves in dangerous situations because they don't want to get help because they're too scared. Yeah, that's honestly such a good point. And I think that's really important to recognize. And I remember when we were at Oki um, two years ago, I guess now. Yeah. There was someone we were concerned about and we just 
got him help and they came over and like you said safety is the most important concern making sure everyone's safe and healthy and that's not even an elusive way of trying to be like oh it doesn't matter what happens legally as long as you get help my next point is um not as important as that but still very important make sure you stake your tent in well and that you do not leave any valuables in your tent. This is also something I learned at Base Canyon. And I feel like those both seem like very simple, easy things and very common sense. But sometimes I lack in those areas of common sense. <laughs> or like you just are honestly, like I do think of those. But like sometimes I'm just like, eh, like it's fine. It'll be fine. So, I think a lot of people have that mindset too. Yeah, exactly. So like in terms of staking your tent, I only had three stakes and I could have threw in another one for the fourth corner because I had more stakes in my apartment when I was packing and I was like, eh, it's fine. So I only had three stakes to begin with. And then, so I, I just mentioned to you earlier how there was this high wind advisory. It was literally so cold and so windy, insanely windy. And I was really bugging out because I was worried that my tent had literally flown away. And we were at the edge. We were the last row of the entire camp field, campsite. And right across from it, it's just a big open field. And I was like, oh, no. Going to come back and tent all the way across the field. Literally, I was scared because I was scared because, A, I did not stake my tent in the well. And it only had three stakes in it to begin with. And two, I had my lanyard with my license, my cards, <laughs> all of that in there. because I And I had kept it locked in the car all weekend. And then that day was the last day before leaving the next day. So I was like, oh, I'm going to put it with my stuff um, to make sure I don't forget it when I'm at the airport. And, like, they drop me off and then I don't have, like, my my important stuff. Well, don't do that again because then I was sitting there bugging. We're at this festival where there's no reentry. I can't check on my stuff thinking I'm going to get back and I'm not going to have my, like, personal information. I had all, like, my life information there. Granted, I did have my license and, like, my credit card with me personally. I always carry those with me personally. So I was like, worst case scenario, like, I can still get home. But, yeah, um, they ended up allowing re-entry and allowing people to go back to their campsites since they didn't know when they were going to start the music again. And right mm -hmm. when my friend and I had started walking out, that's, of course, when they started again. But we got back, and the canopy had fallen on top of my tent, collapsed my tent, and... I think that's the best thing that could have happened because there was only one stake left in my tent. The other three like disappeared. They must've got pulling out or something. And wow. I don't think the stuff in my tent was heavy enough to hold it down. I know there was other tents that flew out into the field. So I was grateful it wasn't mine. And that concludes my point of stake in your tent and do not leave valuables in your tent. Yeah. Also on the topic of not leaving valuables in your tent, while festivals do pride themselves on plur and there are a lot of great people there are also some people that go to festivals to cause problems and mischief and you just never know who's going to be lurking around when nobody's at the campsite and you don't want to risk it you don't want to risk getting your tent slashed if you have a lock or getting it broken into so just like if you have a car and have the option to leave things in the car that's always a safer option to do that I didn't even think of that, how you would think it's safe to have a lock on your tent, but then I feel like someone might pick you out because they're like, oh, they have something valuable in there and then slash it. Yeah, it is a shame. It's like the people who go to a fest and all of a sudden in the crowd, a whole row of people will realize at the same time all their cell phones are gone. It's so crazy. Oh my gosh. Like, 
You just can never be too careful. That's another good point. Make sure you always have your cell phone on you and like, uh, I don't know, in a secure way. Because remember, Oki, I dropped mine. I had it in my pocket. And like at the time, I thought that was a safe location, but apparently it easily fell out of my pocket. And I realized soon enough that we turned around, we traced our steps right as we saw a group of boys like picking up a phone. And I was like, that's mine. Thank you. <laughs> and like they yeah. were looking for the person. Like they weren't just snagging it, which is very nice. But that's not all. But it's also not always the case. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. But when you said that, it came back to me. Gosh, everyone who's listening now is going to be like, this girl drops her phone. She leaves her <laughs> personal documents in a tent. She's in a steak tent. Doesn't even have enough steaks. Come on. Festivals are a she hot mess. She calls herself a rave ex- expert. <laughs> no one can say that they're not a hot mess at a festival. If you say that, I don't believe you and you're lying. <laughs> That's fair. Very good point. Good point. I support that point. <laughs> um, Next, I would say that Something good to know is that food is going to be really expensive. You're going to spend probably $15 for like two chicken fingers. And if you don't want to spend that much. If they even give you two for 15 If they even give you two. I know. And you're not going to want to spend that much most likely. I mean, if you do, the food there is delicious. So would recommend. But it's a lot of money. So definitely bring food of your own have plenty you can most of the time bring some snacks into the festival just make sure that you're aware of how expensive it is ahead of time so that you're not starving yourself because you don't want to spend that much money and then you're feeling sick and lightheaded and you're not feeling good because it's a long it's a long weekend of a lot of exercise and being outside and you just want to make sure that you're staying on it yeah and in addition to that, look at your festival's food policies on what you can take in or what you can't take in so you know if, you know, maybe you want to eat a little big at your campsite before you head into the festival or um, know if you're able to bring in, like, wrapped foods or stuff like that. Yeah, and extending on that even is another thing I have on the list about looking at the list of things you can bring in even in your car camping. And most festivals, any of them I've been to, you can't bring any glass in no glass bottles, no no glass, really anything. So, um, I mean, jewelry, of course, like pendants and stuff, that's different. But if you bring, like, glass bottles, if you want to bring alcohol or whatever, just make sure it's not glass because they will make you throw it away at the entrance. And when I went to Forest, I had champagne bottles to celebrate um, that I had gotten. And they were like, you can't bring that in, but, like, you could pop it here if you wanted to. <laughs> did you yes i did and the girl at the security was like cheering me on i was like okay that's so funny so that's really everything on my list steph do you have anything else i feel like i hit on everything hopefully it added some value to everyone because i feel like a lot of the stuff i did say was a little bit common sense maybe to others maybe not me but you live no, and you mean- learn with every festival you know yeah, and I agree with you on all those things, and I'm sure. And if anybody's listening and they want to DM us on Instagram or anything and tell us even more tips, like like I said, yeah, we're learning right? at yeah. yeah, we're learning at every fest we go to. And for me, at least, it's been a minute since I've been to a fest. So for Lost Lands, I'm going to need some refreshers. So if you have any tips, let us know. I'm so excited for Lost Lands. Me too. Well, we will see you on our next episode. And we hope you enjoyed this episode and hearing about – me and Chloe chat a little bit about our life updates at the beginning of this episode. That's something new that we want to incorporate from now on is telling you guys a little bit about what we're doing in our lives in addition to the theme of the episode that we're chatting about. 
Yeah, we've been, you know, usually we just introduce and we talked about ourselves in like our intro intro, like the very first mm-hmm. mini episode we did. But now we just kind of do our intros and then go right into what we're talking about. But like, we want to be a little more personal. So you actually like know who we are a little bit more. So yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Keep on headbanging. Bye, babes.